Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Thank you, Sean. 906 in downtown St. Louis. Warm out tonight. Going to be hot again tomorrow. Check on a neighbor. You got a neighbor, elderly neighbor who's home by themselves a lot. Go knock on the door tomorrow. Just tap on the door, say hello. Take five minutes of your life. Look in on them. Don't leave your dog outside either. Not going to be the day for it. That's going to be a miserably hot day. My daughter went to Six Flags today, which I thought involved like craziness <laughs> to want to go on as hot a day as it was, but all seems well. So the other story, we, we hit on the one story everybody's been talking about, the uh, whole thing with masks. The other story, it seems like everybody has been harping on, talking about, giving takes on, has been this whole situation with Olympic gymnast Simone Biles and her decision to pull out of the team competition in the Olympics. Well, today, if you haven't heard, I assume you probably have. Uh, today, she has also announced she is not going to be participating in the individual competition, the competitions for the individual individual events. So she, she's basically backing out of the whole thing. And this is a tough conversation because, and I mean, I'm talking about a conversation that you have with your kids. And I, I want to hear from you on this as well. 314-436-7900 is the number. I always tell my kids, when you commit to a team, you got to be there for the team. You know, the, those days in the winter time, and it's been a long day, and there's practice, and they don't want to go. No, you're going to practice. Uh, you know, my ankle hurts. Well, you can sit on the side, but you're going to practice because you committed to the team. And that is something that I have really my wife and I have really preached hard to our two kids. I think it's important. But that said, we also preach very hard to our two kids that if something is bothering you, if something is getting to you, something that is causing that strange feeling in your stomach, that, that anxiety is building up, something like that, that you've got to take care of it. You got to be out with it. You got to share it either with us or with someone else who can help them get past it. That their mental health 
is very important. I mean, you know, at some point we've said your word is the most important thing you have. And then at other points we say your mental health is the most important thing you have. And suddenly Simone Biles pops up and basically takes those two lines of teaching that we've had with our kids and puts them in complete conflict with each other because you can't have it both ways. And I've been struggling with it. I think a lot of people are struggling with it. Uh, Kevin Wheeler on earlier talking about people saying that, you know, she's soft and, and I agree. I could not agree with Kevin more. This has nothing to do with being soft. I mean, Simone Biles is a badass. There's no other way to say it. She is a badass. And the kind of mental toughness it takes to achieve what she has achieved, she know, she owes no apologies to anyone. There's no question about that. But, you know, again, where I get into this sort of conflicted space, and I'm just not sure quite where to go with it, but where I get into that conflicted space is, I, you know, the, the team part. Yeah, I would have I would have had no I would have even thought twice if she had said prior to the individual competitions, I'm I'm out and this is why. And I would have stood up and applauded. The one part I'm still having trouble with is the fact that it was in the middle of the competition and it was the team competition because I felt so horrible for those other girls on that team. Yeah, this probably if you go by the odds will be their only shot at ever winning an Olympic gold medal. Maybe one of them will be back in four years. You never know. Three years now. So, I mean, but if you go by the odds, if you go by the averages, uh, it's you have a minuscule chance of making it to the Olympics and an even more minuscule chance of winning a gold medal. And you had these gals who had that, like, within their grasp. They could taste it. And because of the issues that Simone was dealing with. It's no go. It's not to say that silver is bad. I mean, hell, I never won an Olympic anything. I never won an invitation to watch it on TV. <laughs> but, so I'm certainly not going to disparage someone for getting a silver or a bronze instead of a gold. But, you know, kids don't lie up at night, lie awake at night dreaming of a bronze medal, right? If you're going to dream, you dream the dream. The dream's gold. And it was right there in front of them and their teammate couldn't go on. And that's, you know, I feel for them. I really do. But, you know, again, though, it's, I think what's really amazing is what we have seen in the last five years, maybe a little more than that, real conversation amongst professional athletes, other famous people about, mental health and what that's all about. And I'm glad that that conversation is out there. I am glad it is not a stigma anymore for a kid to say, I have anxiety. I'm depressed. You know, when I was a kid, my partner, Mike Anderson, across the way here, when he was a kid, you know, I'm depressed. You got to suck it up, kid, and I'll pop on the shoulder and throw you back out on the field. <laughs> Just how it was. You didn't talk about those sorts of things. You don't discuss the family's dirty laundry. That's embarrassing. And you know, a lot of people now are just saying, no, it's not embarrassing. It's a reality and it's their reality. And 
I think that while, again, the struggle of commitment to your team and commitment to yourself, uh, that 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 conflict of topics will continue to be be there over this. I guess if I have to you know, force myself to land on one side or the other, I'm going to land in the place where Simone Biles is telling my kids and everybody else's kids, your kids, that it's okay. That if you're not, that we're not perfect, that nobody is. And if you need something to help you take care of yourself to be a better you, it's okay to do that. So that's what I've got on that. That's I, I, I realize I just talked in a circle for five minutes and didn't really answer the question, but it's hard to say what the answer to the question is. But I think we are living in a world that is more and more cognizant of things that are real when it comes to this sort of thing instead of the usual facade of fakeness that we've been forced to throw up around ourselves for so many years in the past. It's 914. I'm George Sells. We'll be back in a moment on Camo X. Dependable. Traffic and weather together on the 10s. Weekday mornings on The Voice of St. Louis. KMOX. And we're back, KMOX, at your service on a Wednesday night. And if you are listening to this broadcast right now, that means you are not watching the Olympics. That is something that the folks at NBC are not happy about, I'm sure. Folks that are some of the folks at KSDK here in town probably would like to see you watching those games and boosting those numbers, but it has been really just a perfect storm of things going wrong, it seems, for an Olympics that was already going to face challenges. Post-Dispatch TV radio sports guy Dan Caesar, the man who knows all these things, joins us on the air now. Dan, thanks for joining us here on KMOX. George, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Better than some of the NBC sales executives, it sounds like. Yeah, they're talking about having to give some uh, paybacks to, uh, for ratings that don't, don't match the uh, expectations, so that's never a good thing. This has got to be... I mean, the challenges they already had were the thing, the, the time difference, you know, 14 hours right. ahead of St. Louis, trying to get people to you know hide themselves from results so they will watch and be glued into the games and then the top tennis star who was a great storyline falls early then simone biles the darling of the olympics uh, i mean she did all the commercials i wonder if they're even going to run those commercials now because she's dropped out what do you what is how do you rate how do you look at this i mean this is just a it's a dumpster fire yeah i mean it's really it's really a problem because uh she was the star of the olympics she was the face of what nbc wanted to do I mean, just look at what they did when she was here for the uh, for the trials, you know, last month. Just look how much attention she got and how much attention NBC gave her and the and the gymnastics team. I mean, they were on in prime time every night with it, and uh, it's just uh, it's just got to be a disaster because they were certainly making a big focus on her this week and especially next week if she pulls out when they have the uh, individual competition. That'll really hurt them bad because uh, she was certainly going to be the main focus, and they have a lot of these events set up to start in the afternoon or late morning in, in Japan, so they're on in prime time in the United States. So it's uh, it's going to really be a problem, if, and it already has been a problem. 
What were your expectations coming in? Were you did you think because a year late because of the time change that they were going to have problems to begin with, or did you feel like well, yeah. they would overcome? I thought the ratings were way down no matter what because of a the delay from you know being a year behind schedule, and also the time difference. That's always a factor when you have games that are on the other side of the world. Plus, the main thing now is that viewing is so much different now than it used to be as far as what people do. People don't watch TV like they used to. People go to streaming. People go to different things. There's so many different in-home entertainment options that didn't exist not that long ago. So it's just an uphill battle for ratings, and it's almost unfair to compare ratings now to what they were even 8 or 10 years ago because there's so many different options. So NBC is still winning each night, which is important but certainly not as dominant as they have been in the past for all the years that they've carried the Olympics. What have you thought of just the programming itself, the production value, and just sitting down and watching some of the games? Have you, have you thought it's been a good show? Yeah, I mean, overall, NBC is doing a good job, especially with the circumstances where there's no fans in, at most of the events, or very few fans, and it just leads for a for kind of a hollow atmosphere, sort of like we had in the United States during the pandemic, especially last summer when you had empty stadiums for baseball and football games and uh, and hockey games and everything it was just uh, just didn't have the same feel you can pump in crowd noise and you can try to hype things up as much as you can but it still falls short of just having the atmosphere you have on a normal telecast so that's that hurts too that's just another thing that adds to the pile is there any saving this for them we've got a, a week I mean, we still have a lot of time to go we've got a, a week and change left in these games yep. uh you never know sometimes they have the big surprise story is there anything out there in your mind that can save them I don't know. It's going to take something that jumps out. And obviously, if Biles decides to compete next week in the individual things, that'll be a big, big help for for NBC because they're going to plan a lot of their coverage around that. So, if she comes back and, and decides to participate in the individual competition next week, that'll be a huge help for him. But if she doesn't, that's that's going to be big trouble. Yeah, because tra- and then you've got the track situation. Uh, the top American sprinter out, and the whole marijuana mm-hmm. issue there. Just another log on the fire, it seems. Yep, and then there's also some people are tuning out because of the protests that have taken place already and, and kneeling and the social issues. Some people refuse to watch because of that. So it's just it's just one thing after the other, it seems like, that's, uh, that's affecting the coverage, or at least affecting the ratings, if not the coverage. You spoke early on as we were talking about uh, those dirty two words in uh, television and radio sales, make goods, where they have yeah. the network has to pay some money back. How costly could this prove to be for NBC? Oh, it could be a it could be a big problem because either you have to give money back or you have to give free advertising down the line. So, any uh, nobody wants to give away free advertising. <laughs> Isn't that the so, truth? And our and our friends here at Channel Five uh, in the same boat to some degree. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's not good by any means for sure. Okay, well, how much have you been watching, Dan? Have, have you been able to get a lot of it in? I know you've got a lot of things on your plate. You have to be the ultimate uh, multi-television set watcher. I watch I watch some of it. I don't watch all of it. I can't watch all of it. And, uh, you know, a lot of stuff so live overnight, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning on uh, some of the secondary channels from NBC. And uh, so I take a sample of it, but there's no way to watch all of it. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a mixed bag. <laughs> Plenty to choose from. It's just not all that great. I, I came across uh, what somebody described as dancing horses. One of my kids walked into the room. Yeah. Why are those horses dancing? It was an equestrian event. <laughs> but, you know, you got horse dancing and uh, 
It's not even in prime time. What are you going to do about it? Well, that's that's one interesting thing, though. You see sports in the Olympics that you never see or very rarely see the rest of the year. Sort of like curling in the Winter Olympics. I mean, how much curling does anybody watch outside of the Olympics? Or how much, you know, how many of these other events like uh, like uh, ping pong or whatever would you watch any other time of the year? So I, I find some interest in that just for the fact that it's something that's, that's out of the ordinary. One last question before we go. Have you got even any guesses as to how things might change uh, next year because with that with losing that year from covid we have the the winter olympics coming up very soon less yep. than a year and it's the same deal on the other side of the world again yep yep so i think there'll be uh, a lot of meetings and a lot of planning after this is over to see how to deal with things and especially if you lose a big uh, a big event or a big star What's the backup plan? So I think I think there'll be a lot of boardrooms uh, having either virtual conferences or in-person conferences over the next six months after this is over. All righty. Well, Dan Caesar from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, thank you so much for joining us here on KMLX. You're quite welcome, George. Take care. And it's 926 in downtown St. Louis. Coming up next, I've got the reason you might want to tell the IRS not to send you money. Have that for you after the break. I'm George Sells. It's 926. We're KMOX at your service. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh. 
Hearts return home Friday night to take on the Twins. And you can hear the game here. Ameren pregame show 620. First pitch 715. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX and KMOX.com. And we're back. It's Wednesday night, KMOX at your service. I'm George Sells, and you might have noticed a few extra bucks in the bank in the last week or so, and it could be coming for some time. There are federal tax credits that are being doled out month by month in an effort to help folks who are struggling with COVID-19. And again, $300 a month for kids under six, $250 a month for kids between six and 17. Sounds like a nice little extra padding to the budget, but there may be a catch depending on how much money you make. Tim Devereaux from Devereaux and Company CPAs is joining me now. Tim, thanks for being with us on KMOX. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Well, tell me, what should I be looking for here? Why would I want to not receive this extra money? Well, the biggest thing is is that everybody should have a handle on their, their personal tax situation. And so if your income is going to go up, you know, from in 2021 compared to 2020, and it's going to put you into, let's say, a phase-out range, um, like for married couples, the phase-out ranges start at 150, where they that additional amount for that tax credit starts to go down. And so like right now, these are just advances on the tax credit that they would normally get on their tax return when they file. So if the income is going to change, then it's a good idea to talk to a CPA or, you know, and, and make sure you have a plan, right? To make sure that you're good. So that way you're not surprised, uh, you know, in April or March, whenever, whenever you file. Um, you'd be surprised. I mean, you can tell somebody that they owe uh, $1,000 um, and it's the end of the world. And you could tell somebody they owe 100000 and and they, they don't bat an eye. Um, but the, the I don't goal, know that second thing guy, is, by the way. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, it's just, it's, you know, and they thank you because it's only a hundred thousand. Um, but the idea being that, you know, you avoid surprises by communicating and, and making sure that you plan and, and making sure that you're fine doing it. Um, the, you know, the other reason that, you know, people would want to opt out of it if they, if they do is that some people depend on those tax credits to reduce their tax liability. So, you know, with, with being self-employed and and my wife's self-employed, you got all these different aspects to um, your tax situation, and and so we we like to count on those child tax credits as a you know as a payment you know just as if we made it, and so if we get the advanced payment, it's just going to reduce the overall tax credit that we would re- we would receive on the return. So in other so, words, if I'm expecting to get a tax return at the end of the year or next April, I file, I'm expecting a, a certain size tax return. And if I take these credits, it will be that, re- that uh, tax return will be that much less. Basically that call it $300 a month over 10 months, which would be 3000 nice, easy math that even I could do uh, that 3000 would no longer be something that I would be getting back on my tax return. So the people who rely on that big, bump of cash coming in in April or May won't see that. Is that about? Well, yeah. And we just use it to break our, to reduce our tax liability. So I don't want to, I don't really like getting a refund and I don't like paying a whole lot either, you know? And so we plan it all out throughout the year. But 
the way that the tax credit increased, so if you get the kids that are under six, you get $3,600. You know, $3, and so for these six months, July through December, they get $300 a month. And so you still get a tax credit on the return of about 1800 bucks, you know, which is you know, just $200 shy of what it was last year, right? So it's not that big of a difference there. Um, the same situation applies for for individuals or for kids that are between six and 17 as well, you know, it's going to end up being $1,500, right? Last year on like if they would actually receive as a tax credit because they're going to receive 1500 between July and December. Um, and so it's about, you know, a $500 difference right there. And so it's going to be less. It's just that, you know, you just want to make sure that you plan for it. That's all. Um, Owing money at the end of the year is not a huge thing, right? As long as you know, and make sure you don't get penalized that you've paid enough in throughout the year, um, and and that's always key. And if you so, and if you owe or you make too much, that's another one uh, that I was seeing here. That if you make too much money over that, I believe it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars for a couple, then the IRS may come to you and say, "Yeah, that money we gave you, you weren't supposed to get that much. You're paying it back." Yeah. So there, there is that. Whereas it's just it's a true up. So, you know, all this is based off of the 2020 income, right? And, and when you go to file your 2021 income there, they have to true it up and say, okay, yes, indeed, you did qualify for these advanced payments and, you know, and, uh, or you did not. And we're going to go ahead and get some of this back. There is a safe Harbor for lower income filers that, that, you know, it calls for, you know, they don't have to pay that back. Um, this is only going to affect people that are a little bit more uh, than that. I have to look up the safe harbor, but it's probably around a hundred grand or so on the um, on the safe harbor for married couples. And and so if you were under, if your income's under that, then you would be okay. You wouldn't have to pay it back. But if your income was over that, you would still have to pay that back. And so and so there's a a negative situation from it. Um, also with the opt out, you know, it's it is interesting when. When we went ahead and opted out, I already have an account with IRS.gov, and and so it's easy for me to log in and do all that fun stuff and, and go ahead and opt out. But my wife doesn't, and you actually have to opt out for both spouses on a married, you know, filing joint return. And and so if you don't opt out, then you're going to get half the payment starting in August. So be sure to cover everybody. And opting out is just a matter of going to irs.gov and setting up an account if you don't have one, correct? That's correct. Yeah, you got to go through some steps. They make you jump through a couple hoops. And it looks like, the last time I checked it, it looked like they might have made it a little bit easier for this. Um, but for some people, it can really be a, um, a burden, you know, going on to, onto there and, and getting the account. But for the most part, you know, it's all you do. I mean, it's, and it's once you get onto the website, it's, it's pretty quick. It's pretty painless. All right, Tim Devereaux from Devereaux and Company Accountants. Thank you for joining us and clearing a little bit of this up for us. Thank you. Have a great day. And it's 938 on KMOX. Of course, those payments, again, kind of a side effect, if you will, of the whole COVID situation. And another story that emerged today that is also sort of an indirect side effect of COVID, at least possibly. Don't know if you saw this one pop across the wire of the Post-Dispatch reporting that the deal to sell the AT&T Tower downtown has fallen through. Now, the AT&T Tower, that's, that's one of the really big ones, it's one of the tallest buildings in St. Louis. It is the largest commercial real estate area or, or building. It's the largest office tower, 1.4 million square feet. 
and it's sitting there it's sitting there empty and they thought they had it sold but apparently something happened no word on who the buyer was but it really raises some concerns about the vibrancy of downtown as we come out of the pandan- pandemic because you're now sitting here looking at the AT&T tower uh, the Jefferson Arms building the old Millennium Hotel that round building and uh, the Railway Exchange Building, which was once home to the May department stores, all of those buildings are essentially vacant. You know, sitting there collecting dust, it's a ton of office space. And then the, and the Millennium Hotel, you probably remember that. I remember covering when they closed that place down. And that's that may be the toughest of all in a way because of the price tag attached to renovating it, getting it back up to speed to be a hotel. If they wanted to do that, uh, the price of buying the building is nothing compared to the price of fixing the building. And now maybe some apartment developer or condo developer will come along and do something differently with that. And we can only hope so, but it's kind of disturbing because you feel like downtown is starting to get some traction on some spots and we got some new stuff opening around the area and ballpark village is blowing up. And you think, yeah, downtown's getting really vibrant, but this is a lot of space. That was Siri. I apologize for Siri. She's just interrupting our show. I have no idea what I said that made her think that I wanted to talk to her. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a little bit disturbing considering the amount of space that is not being filled. And if you talk to folks in the commercial real estate world, they are very, very concerned, big picture about what the post-pandemic world is going to look like for those big office buildings in the industrial parks, the big call centers, all those big spaces, because corporate America, they always kind of surmised that maybe you could have people work from home and keep things running. Well, now they know you can do that and they can save a whole lot of money by buying you a laptop and having you work from your house in many jobs then rather than paying rent or a mortgage, paying all the bills that go along with keeping an office space up and running. So there's a lot of concern that the demand for that space, the demand for that office space is going to really dissipate. And we're now looking at a situation here in downtown St. Louis where you have a ton of space that's going unused. What do you do with it right now? It looks okay from the outside, but eventually it doesn't. Then what do you do? It's a tough quandary. And it's another of the many questions out there that uh, our city fathers and mothers and others out there are going to have to come up with answers to. It's 942 KMOX is at your service. I'm George Sells, and we will be back with you in just a moment. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining and serving St. Louis. KMOX. Nine forty-six on Wednesday night. KMOX is at your service. I'm George Sells here with you for another hour and a few minutes, up until eleven o'clock. One thing that was interesting tonight: we've had all of this talk about. A divided America and divided government and nobody can play nicely together among the Democrats and the Republicans. It appears that 
our government actually got something done in a bipartisan way today. Who would have thought it? But they announced late this afternoon that they have reached an agreement on this big infrastructure bill, about a trillion dollars, a heck of a lot more than I can count, but about a trillion dollars that is going to go toward repairing America's infrastructure. And they apparently have got the both Democratic and Republican votes to get it through the Senate without any kind of a filibuster or anything like that. So you have, and it was a situation where the Republicans and the Democrats, they like walked out together and announced the thing was ready and off to the races they go. So that is somewhat encouraging. And when you think about our infrastructure, it's long overdue to to say the least. I remember when I first came to St. Louis, Back in uh, first back in 2008, I was working at Channel 2. It just started there. And I don't know if you remember that bridge that collapsed in Minneapolis, the I-35 bridge. It was horrible. Uh, and I'd been at Channel 2 for a couple of weeks, I think. And, of course, that happens. And so we're going to do the local version of the story. So our investigative team got on all the bridge records everywhere. And them they were sending us out to do different things about you know bridges and disrepair and i will never forget as long as i live standing under the old king's highway bridge just south of i-44 you know the one that goes over and uh, you cross over the bridge and then you're into the hill and don brown chevrolet's down there and all that and we went down under this bridge and i could literally just take a handful of concrete off of the support girder that's holding this thing up. It took no effort at all. My kid was a toddler. He could have done it. And that's the condition that bridge was in. Now, that we all know, anybody who sat through the traffic for several years down in South City knows that that bridge has been taken down and repaired, thank God, because it didn't look like it was going to last for long. But yeah, bridges are one of the big parts of this uh, infrastructure deal. They're going to be working, spending a lot of money uh, you know, investing money into repairing all this stuff. I mean, think about the highways in Missouri. You think about, you know, we brought this upon ourselves to some degree because nobody could figure out a way to just put a li- another penny or two on the gas tax until this year so we could actually pay for some road repairs in this state. But that sort of thing, money is now going to be infused into the project lists of MoDOT, IDOT, you know, transportation departments all over the country to fix bridges, fix fix roads. And it's, you know, none of this is sexy. I mean, let's be honest. You know, we love a shiny new high-rise overlooking ballpark village, but, you know, repaving I-70 in Boone County isn't particularly exciting to think about or to watch. Now, other things in this bill that I think are pretty could be pretty exciting, be pretty different. They're putting $66 billion into Amtrak. And they're going to, some of that, some of that's going to be more of the maintenance stuff, and a lot of it will go to the Northeast. But they are talking about a, an investment. This is from the, the tweet from the White House. The White House went on a tweet binge, by the way, about this series of items. It's, you know, it was the first time the tweet binge had come out of the White House it was the first time a tweet binge had come out of the White House in some time without it, like, calling somebody a name. But uh, they're, gonna, they're talking about the largest investment in passenger rail since the creation of Amtrak and bringing world-class rail service to new areas. Uh, so 
read between the lines on all that and the uh, slow process of creating high-speed rail between here and Chicago is probably going to speed up now. Uh, I would suspect something like that for St. Louis to Kansas City. This could make train travel viable, which would be really nice. I've lived in the Northeast before, and the trains up there are great. It is so awesome to be able to go between cities, not have to mess with your car, not have to mess with paying 40, 40, 50, 60 bucks a night for parking if you want to spend the night someplace. Uh, it's it's a luxury, and if if they can get that where it's affordable for us to do here, that'd be great. I mean, it could really do something for the access to Chicago, the access to Kansas City, uh, you know, when we want to be able to do that. So a lot going on with that. There are also the other thing in here that is a big, big deal is finally trying to eliminate this Wi-Fi gap that you have between urban areas and rural areas. There are so many places where they, they don't get, they don't have high speed internet service. Can't get it. You have all the money in the world. Can't get it because they don't have a cable running through the farm in Northwestern Nebraska, where you happen to live. And you're just kind of out of luck. You can get some of some of the dial up the old uh, thing over the phone line, but that's as good as it gets for these folks. And if you go out and, and also, you know, there are a lot of people who just don't have the means. I mean, Internet's not super expensive by the standards of maybe you or me, but to a family that's having trouble just feeding everybody on a regular basis, that extra, you know, that 40 bucks a month or whatever it might cost, uh, you got to choose to do without somewhere. Trouble is anymore. If you're choosing to do without internet because you don't have any money and then you want to go and apply for a job, well, guess what? You don't go to the place and fill out a piece of paper anymore. You're a lot of places. The only way you can apply is on the internet. So that's one of the great chicken and egg issues that we've been dealing with as a country. It doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Because, you know, other things going on and a lot of these folks are, you know, you hate to say it, but, uh, you know, one of the great problems we have is just self-awareness about people living in or at or below the poverty line because it's kind of out of sight, out of mind uh, for those of us who do not live there. And, you know, this is one of the things that they're dealing with. They can't can't get Wi-Fi. So you have got this major accomplishment. This is a major piece of legislation. This is not, you know, something that's piddling and it is something that has been done. It has been agreed upon and drawn up by members of two political parties who are both playing an active role in getting this stuff to, and getting this to work. And that, you know, it's the little things, it's the little signs of hope that maybe just maybe we can, get past some of this just life through rage that everybody seems to be moving through life with. It's, it's frustrating. It's kind of sad at times, but that's where we are in this country. So maybe a little bit of excitement, a little bit of hope that our politicians can actually get something done. So it's nine 55 coming up in the next hour. We are going to get back to the mask mandate issue, but from a different approach, Missouri's Attorney General Eric Schmidt 
he announced he was suing St. Louis City and County because of a bunch of reasons that the mask mandates should not be allowed, that they are unconstitutional and this and that. And he spouts off all of these statistics. Well, he filed this thing and some good journalists got a hold of it. One good data-driven journalist in particular. And guess what? A lot of what Eric says in the suit is just flat wrong. We'll have that for you coming up. One more hour to go. 955 on KMOX. I'm George Sells. We're at your service. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.